daily average. Are you recording? No, you okay. can't. We're going to start is, and it's like, oh, you're in the middle of checking your screen time. Oh, okay. I'm in the middle of checking my screen time. I'm on four hours and ten minutes daily, but I feel like that's a little bit higher. But today was one hour. TikTok is 39 minutes. 39 minutes that's on TikTok. That's not bad. Yeah, that under an hour, I would say, is respectable. Yeah? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Let's see what mine is. I'm like... You know what's stressful, though? The pickups. I just feel as though they're just... I never check mine. Okay, today, two hours and five minutes. I spent 43 minutes on Spotify. What? What are you doing on Spotify? No, but also, it shouldn't show your screen time unless it's, like, on. Like, if you have Spotify on in the back... Because I have Spotify on in the background for, like, ten hours a day. Yeah. And that never shows up. So that means I had Spotify, like, open with the screen on for 43 minutes. What are you doing on Spotify? Doing I think that? I just had it on, like, but the screen was on. Okay, fair enough. Um, Tumblr for 30 minutes because I'm a true Tumblr user. Been there <laughs> since 2013, 14, whatever, going strong. Facebook, messages, files. <laughs> what are you doing on files? Three minutes on files and a bit of Snapchat. My God, why? Okay, I want to see. Let me, uh, this, today's not a good, let me check like today, like during the week. Okay, on in a week, my total screen time was seven hours in a week that's oh, actually that's a lot oh wait that's this week sunday monday tuesday mate what are you doing oh that's so lame hang on hang on in the whole week wait wait go to week and then slide across to like yeah, the yeah. previous week 40 hours where at the bottom down there what's, 40 what's that's like this? total <laughs> okay so you got this is a bit the average but why would you say total because it says total 40 hours and 17 minutes so total every day time. i'm on it for five hours that's all over my life yeah i'm i was i was only on for 18 hours and 25 minutes last week okay i'm embarrassed now yeah you should be what was your most used app tiktok tiktok for 12 hours and four minutes and you were like i only used it for 39 minutes that's today that's today <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't know this was bad, this bad. That is pretty on horrible. On Thursday, I was on it for like three hours. That's actually horrible. I was on google.com.au for 32 minutes my last week. My daily average is one, two, nearly two hours for TikTok. Okay, alright, well, it's fine. We move. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Well, anyway, welcome back to the podcast. It's been one week since our last Let episode. Let me just shut this. Yeah, why do you have the radio on? It's not the radio, it's my, <laughs> it's my thing. Oh. There we go, a bit of bit of peace and quiet. Yes, awesome. Okay, so well it's welcome back to Hot Girl Cabbage. It's been one week since the last episode. Mm-hmm. And one week since the episode before that. So week three. Um one week. <laughs> yes. Are you joking? No. What what do you mean? It hasn't been three weeks altogether since we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so like two weeks ago we were at the uni library. Last week was the one we did with Rivindu. Oh yeah, here. yeah, no. And absolutely. then this week is the third one. Uh we are in Hannah's car. Yes. At the moment. Change of locations. Change of location. We've been three different locations three different times. Oh my god. Yeah. And the reason for that is because I'm just really on edge if um there are other people around when we record. Yes. So, so like, we were at the lo- library. We won't dox ourselves, but we were at we the We were library. at the Hume Global Learning Center. Okay, that's a little <laughs> bit too much knowledge for these people. I don't Craig, you know how massive Craigieburn is? Don't say um freaking area i'm terrified of strangers in the no, internet no but i'm trying to tell you that craigieburn is massive also we don't live in craigieburn 
Yeah, but I frequent Craigieburn. I actually don't. I'm only in areas such as Dandenong and um <laughs> and Hopper's Crossing. Yeah. Just two complete opposite sides of the map. Yes, I'm okay. always at these places. Dandenong and Hopper's Crossing. Yeah. So if you want to catch me, you can catch me there. At the yeah, catch her at Chadston. Dandenong. I'm at Chadston every weekend. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, what I was going to say is that technically we could record at one of our houses. We yeah, do we could. You have homes. Open your house. You know what? Up to the public. It just, the, the thing is, my mum's at home. And that's fine. Obviously, she would not care at all, mm-hmm. right? She's very, very open-minded like that. She doesn't care if people are recording podcasts. But I would just kind of be on edge that she was just there in the background. Mm. And she would just hear us talking. But what are we talking about? We're I don't know. Not like really normal screen times. Yeah, like that's fine. And mm-hmm. she would be proud of me that you have 40 hours and I only have 18 Shut hours, up. right? But I would still just be a little bit like, oh, someone's listening. And that is what was happening in the library as well. Because it was dead silent in there. And I didn't want us to just start talking and then everyone yeah. could hear us. And this is a podcast and the aim is for people to hear you us. Know, that is quite but surprising not for me to hear you say that. Because we are both very loud people. So regardless of where we are and who we're with, right? Yeah. I think that it's inevitable that someone hears us at, in every conversation we have. Like, I don't think anyone's not heard a conversation I've had. Just by chance of my voice just being no i totally wow. agree with that but i think there's something different when we got a phone recording okay yeah we're making a statement like what we have to say is important and people should listen and that that fact alone makes me think no one should listen to this live interesting okay i'm just aware of people like seeing me and i don't want that okay that's been a lifelong trauma of mine <laughs> what has happened no nothing's this? happened nothing's happened to trigger this but i am even when uh, so okay so People who know me will know that I was in school musicals and things like that. And I have, like, sung and performed on stage. And that's, like, you know, what's going on? Okay. Sorry. Um, Yeah, but even there, I'm, like, I have to be really focused on, like, what I'm doing. Like, if I'm singing or whatever, like, I'm focusing on that. And I'm, like, I don't know. I remember in the musical where they had to, like, I can't just, like start like moving my hands around when I'm singing um, my hands are like locked by my side and I'm just singing and then they had to like choreograph moves for me to do with my hands otherwise I would have just like like basic movements mm. with my hands like I need choreography or otherwise I can't mm. it's, I don't know what it is but I'm like always aware that peop- if people are watching then I'm just I freeze up a little bit okay that's me what's your trauma my trauma I have a list of them but I can't none None of them come to my mind right now, but I do have like a topic that I want to talk about and it's actually something I want to post to the audience and you because this is something I've been worrying about for a really, really long time and I think it should be addressed. Okay. So you know how like we all live the same lives, right? All humans live the same lives, but Mm -hmm. I am almost certain that nobody lives the same life as me in this respect. Okay. When you crack eggs, does egg bits fall into your hand? Okay, this is a really good question for you to ask. Me? <laughs> oh, you don't eat eggs. I don't eat egg and I've never had okay, egg in my home. Okay, but this is just such a stressful topic. Like, do okay, you... Okay, can you explain the mechanics of this? Okay, so basically, when you have the egg, you have the egg, you crack it on the counter and then you split it, essentially, with your, like, fingers, your right? Thumb, Usually yeah, yeah, with your yeah. thumbs and you open it up. Yeah. Now, when I do that, in the process of that, there are boogers of eggs <laughs> that get onto my hands that I immediately cannot deal with and must go wash. Egg boogers. Like, is this like the yolk, the white? This is the whites. 
yeah, before they become white, they're still transparent. It's still called egg white. I know, I know, but like they're transparent and they look like boogers. Anyway, it gets on my fingers and I just don't understand because no one else seems to have a problem with it when I'm when they when I'm watching cooking shows and mm. watching people make recipes and I'm just wondering, am I cracking eggs wrong? What if you what if you um crack the egg with one hand? I would still get boogers just on one hand. Also, but that's fifty percent that... of the problem. No, but the fifty percent is important for me to r- get rid of. Yeah. Okay. Go big. Go home. Yeah. And also, I don't know. I don't have the like dexterity to like my. I have tiny hands. I yeah. don't have like the movement. The yeah. Range. Just for the listener, Hannah's hand is smaller than a chicken's egg. <laughs> okay, it's not that small. <laughs> it's not freaking. No, don't say that. <laughs> okay. Fine. Fine. Like obviously, they're tiny. But they might be the size. I reckon if you got an if you got an egg and you um, got the surface area of the egg, it could fit on a hand. It could, yeah. Maybe like if we're measuring length, it maybe is two eggs eggs length. Yeah, and one egg's width. So basically, the yeah, yeah, <laughs> so basically exactly. Um, the surface area of a of, of an, an egg. egg. Yeah, yeah. Of a chicken's egg. Oh my god, maybe that's the mathematical equation we need to use. Yeah, <laughs> one Hannah's hand. <laughs> One hand is hand. One hand is hand. area of an egg. It's like how we use pie and everyone's like, wait, what actually is pie? And it's like, oh, it's three point whatever. And then, but it's Hannah's but hand. But it's, it's going to be like one hand is hand. And yeah. then be like, what actually is that? And it's like, don't worry about it. It's Hannah's hand. It's oh just what God. we use. Yeah, It's absolutely. a Greek letter. It's just what we use. I'd absolutely. I really want to become like, recently I've been thinking about like maths a lot. I don't know why. But I really want to be like, you know how there's a philosophy to maths. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. think you're quite familiar with it. And I really like your Goodreads. Guys, you should check out... I think we've already plugged this, but you should check out our Goodreads. I haven't been active on there in a long time. But uh, yeah, yeah check too. it out, check it out. I haven't been active in a while too. But, I'll put um, it I'll put it in the description. Yeah, um, because Rachna writes really, really good, really, like, good Thanks. reviews. I love complainings. Yeah, no, but it's not even complaining. It's like, I feel like when you do I like I love a being book, critical. Yeah, you're so critical. It's yeah. beautiful. And I like the quotes that you use to, like, explain your points and the way you do it. It's, it's all very, like, I love it. You, um, you, so you guys should definitely check us out. And also, I write occasional reviews, but they're not, they're not um, of the critical type. They're just, um, they're just more fun. More fun? Yours aren't fun, is what I'm implying here. Yeah. No, no, no mine I'm, aren't I'm, fun. No, no, mine are just they like genuinely. If you want to like I'm indulge yourself and just like read something where it's like me just complaining nonstop, but I I got the facts to back it up. You do. You have. The I'm not gonna there. say things just for fun. I'm gonna be like, this sucks, and here's why. Point yeah. A, point B, point C, and you conclusion. Will. Can I and I, when I'm, yeah, you can. When I, when I read books, I, ever since I got Goodreads, which was at the start of the year. Yeah. Um, I. And thinking about the review that I'm going to write. Yeah. And I actually... So, I started reading It. Yeah. And I already started writing a review for it. And I'm not even, like, one quarter of the way through. So, is that your process? Yeah, sometimes. So, let me see where I wrote it. Okay, this is what I wrote. So, everyone attributes clowns being scary to this here novel. I grew up my entire life with clowns being inherently scary. Zombies, vampires, clowns. I really wish I could have been introduced to Pennywise with fresh eyes. Is he scary from the get-go? A clown in a drain, to me, born in 2000, is unbelievably frightening. But we live in a post-it world. Reading it when it just came out was Pennywise equivalent to a Teletubby in a storm drain. Mm. So I'm just trying to find out, like, was it actually scary for people reading the first time? I'm sure it was, but, like, we're coming from a, from a different lens of, a, of it being, like, clowns are scary. 
right? And Pennywise is scary because he's a clown. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas when the book first came out, I don't think clowns were like in the, to use a really big word, in the zeitgeist, was were clowns scary? Oh my god. Or were clowns just like clowns, like how Teletubbies are just Teletubbies, like they're not scary or they're just like benevolent creatures. They're meant to make kids laugh. Yeah. But then he made, but then Stephen King made Pennywise into a villain. So basically, do you think Stephen King is the pioneer behind? I think so. What makes there's that scary? um when when it came out in 2016, there's that classic interview with two clowns who go on like a morning show in 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 England, and and they're like complaining about how Stephen King ruined their career. It's like famous. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're just like where we just want to have fun, man. But he's like kids are scared of us now. It's cool because like Stephen King. But obviously, it came out in like the 80s or whatever originally the book. Any of our listeners born before 1980, <laughs> if you want to let me know, was Clown Scary in pop culture before Stephen King's It came out? That's actually... I need to think about that. Because I don't think they were, and I would really have loved to read the book without going in being like, oh, there's a clown in there and he ripped little Timmy's arm off or whatever. But isn't the whole point of like horror stories and scary movies turning something completely normal into like terrifying situations? Like you example, say that, like right, and I do agree with you. But then when I think about all the scary things, guy with a chainsaw, guy with a knife, yeah. But like I think cabin, like cabins weren't always. Were cabins no, but always it's like a somewhere secluded in the middle of a forest. Anything could attack you because you're in the open wilderness or whatever. That's the scary part about it. Dolls, Chucky. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 I agree with you there. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Little children. Yeah, children. <laughs> children, inherently. <laughs> Terrified? Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I always, whenever, uh, I always um, remember that vine. What's uh, scarier than a oh, child a rapist. rapist? And he was like, a child. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think That's I misquoted good. that. But no, yeah. you said it right. You said it right. Oh, okay. That cool, was cool. right. That was right. Yeah, I love that vine. It's so funny. That oh, is God. really funny. That's a love really great joke. Okay, um, switching gears a little bit, I want to ask you about something. Mm-hmm. Skincare. Okay. What are your thoughts on it? What's your skincare regimen? Go. Oh, I have a skincare regimen. It's probably not as um, stringent as other people's, but I will go through it. So essentially, I wash my face with a face wash that I'm sure all of us have come across. It's just Nivea, like the blue tube one. Yep. Um, very use. Like I've just been using it since I was in year eight, maybe. So it's just solid. Makes my skin feel always clean. the same brand and always, always the same one. Always the same one. And then recently, I used to use a lot of like other stuff, like niacinamide, uh, lactic acid. I used to use hyaluronic acid as well. But now I'm just trying to keep it. Bro, I think that's what made the Joker's face like that. All them acids. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I was trying to make a joke, but... Oh, sorry, that completely <laughs> went over my head. And you just, like, listed a bunch of asses. I'm, like, pretty sure that's, like, Joker's origin story, bro. Falling into a vat of acid, and you're using that for skin care. Did you fall into a vat of acid? I think so. I watched the Joker, but I don't remember that. Oh, it's not in, like, the most recent Joker. I think he just painted his face, but, like... Oh. There's a lot of Joker lore out there. In one of them, he falls into, like, an acid vat and he comes out with, like... Oh, no way. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. That went over my head because I'm not very receptive to anything. Yeah, about my delivery was really lackluster and I'm going to have a really tough time when I listen back to it later. <laughs> I'm going to 
Well, I have to edit it. No, I'm it's, be my, it's, it's, it's my fault. It's not yours. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then I started using Paula's Choice AHA, BHA, like this thing. It's basically a chemical exfoliant. Okay. I started using that on the back of the... Listen up. For all my melanated peeps. Okay. okay. Skincare instructions are not for our skin. So we must take that into consideration when we use this, especially like on, when you're on the darker side, um, as I am. Like, they're just not uh, catered towards us because the chemical exfoliant on the back of the, like, bottle or whatever, it says exfoliate and put it on twice a day, yeah? Mm -hmm. So I started doing that, but quickly realized that that was way too much for my skin. My whole face started peeling, essentially. <laughs> it was quite terrifying. So it was the Joker origin story. So it really was the Joker origin story. Right. But after I, like, uh, reduced, like, the um, number of times I use it now, I only use it two, two to three times a week. It's way better. I feel way, be way better about my skin. But why do you think this is, like, a brown skin thing and not just also why people go through this? Because Did no you do one a control else... experiment? No, I haven't done a control. You know, that's probably a good... I should probably, like... Recruit some people, Confirm. do a little clinical trial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I'm, I've never heard anyone have have the issue with this product. Yep. Being like, it's really hot in this car. It is. Sorry, it's because I turned on the car and then I turned up the windows and now I okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's so much better. Anyways, but yeah, and then after that, I use Neutrogena Hydro Boost. Um, moisturizer. Shout out. It's very good. I recommend it to my friend recently and she also really likes it. So, yeah. That's your skincare routine. What about yours? Here's mine. Ready? Water. Yeah, water, but I do use a cleanser and that's all. So, here's my, here's my thing. I think skincare is a myth. Um, oh, I think it's the makeup industry just repackaged in a new way with a couple of acids here and there and people just really lap it up. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really against the idea that skincare is, is synonymous with like hygiene Whenever anything, any sort of beauty standard is synonymous with hygiene, especially in women exclusively, mm -hmm. that's a huge red flag for me. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with like body hair. Like women, a lot of women will like shave their arm hair and they get because they consider it to be like a hygiene thing. Mm -hmm. That's wrong. That's just straight up wrong. I can't deal with that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I used to. Okay, so I just get whatever cleanser is on sale at Coles. At the moment, it is like Neutrogena or whatever. That's what I have. Yeah. Um, when that runs out, I recently got... I was in the Indian store and I saw the Himalaya brand. Oh, yeah. I've used that. So I was like, I'll get that's this. That's pretty good. Yeah, so I have that. That's that's in the cupboard right now. So when my Neutrogena one runs out, I'll use that one. But yeah. it's always whichever one's on sale, 30%, 50% off. My grandma uses that one. She loves it. Yeah, grandmas don't need skincare. That's a myth as well. Okay, <laughs> no, but I think that... I think you're like... I think there's a moderate, moderate argument for this now, right? Like, I don't think we necessarily don't need skincare at all, especially for, like, the environment that we live in. There's so much pollution, okay? There's so much that we do right now in our lives and in our environment that makes it makes our skin react to, like, things worse than they probably did, you know, 10, 15, 50 years ago. I don't think my grandma ever needed skincare in her life. And my mum always says it. She's like, I never used any skincare. And she has, like, beautiful skin, mashallah. Yeah? Mm -hmm. But, like, I think currently, yeah, we do require skincare. No, we don't. Because I don't use anything anymore. And here's the... Okay, so I do use a cleanser because that one actually is like, because I don't use like soap on my face. So mm. I have a cleanser that I'll use on my face and then like body wash for the rest of my body in the shower, right? That's like basic hygiene, fine. Yeah. I used to use moisturizer mm. and about a month ago I stopped. And my moisturizer was like a two liter tub of face and body moisturizer, right? Like it wasn't anything what fancy. Brand? Like 
it's Redwin or whatever. Okay. Redwin Sorbolene Moisturizer. That's a red flag if they're both for face and body, but you keep going. No, it it's it's good quality. It's like QV and all that kind of stuff. No, I know, but like anything marketed the same towards the face and the body sounds a little sus because the skin on our face and body is two different things. That's what it's like sensitive enough that if you can use it on your face and your body, it just hydrates your skin. Okay. Anyway, I used to use that and then I decided I'll just stop. And I used to also use petroleum jelly, aka Vaseline, That's right, fine. on my lips. And then I realized that I had formed a dependence on it and my skin, my lips would get really chapped if I stopped. So then I was like, you know what, I've got to bite the bullet and just kind of end this. Mm. So about one month ago, I stopped using moisturizer and the petroleum jelly. And the first week, first 10 days, I'd say, were really rough, like, horrible. Like, my face was in pain. Mm. My skin was, like, all chapped and everything. But it was fine because I was staying at home. It was, like, lockdowns, exams, whatever. I was, like, no one's going to see my face. It's all good. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, like I said, it's been about a month. It's still a little bit dry around the mouth area, but it's getting there. And I'd say in about another couple of weeks, I will be all good and I don't need anything. Like, your skin gets used to it. I looked it up. Um, it, I think it's, like two to four weeks for your skin to like turn over and like regenerate new cells yeah and it's like that's the evidence proof in the pudding you're doing no poo but for your face like for your skincare you know how that do you say no poo yeah you know that thing about how you can train your hand not to need any shampoo Mm. And people oh, go no like okay. people, yeah. People train, yeah. I know that was a bit out of context. I did do it for the dramatic yeah. Um, yeah, effect, but anyways, yeah. So you're doing that for your face, yeah. But do you also just think that maybe you were you were using the wrong products before? No, because nothing bad was happening before. I okay. just decided that I don't need it, so I stopped using it. My skin was perfectly fine before, and like I was using moisturizer and the Vaseline, and mm. it, it was like it was good. But then I decided I'm like, why use something if I don't need it? Yeah. And so I stopped using it because it's also like I obviously wasn't spending that much money on it because it's yeah. like cheap stuff. But I was like, I'm not gonna buy something that I don't need. I'm not gonna waste time doing something that's not necessary, even if it is 30 seconds of my day. Yeah. Right. And also the biggest thing that bothers me so much. I've said this on Snapchat before, but it bothers me so so much is when people show them like a before photo of their skin from like five years ago and go this is what my skin used to look like here's how bad my acne was and then i started using this thing and this is my skin now Mm. and it's like you were 16 five years ago yeah my skin was atrocious in high school yeah my like especially like my forehead was like really bad yeah and like now it's like not perfect but it's much much better than it was then yeah and i have not used any more products if anything i've used way less since Mm. then like there's not enough you're not doing a proper independent variable test here to go oh it's because i started using hyaluronic acid and that's (laughs) why my acne went down it's like no it's because you're not in school anymore yeah and you're also like maybe lockdown might have helped because you're like staying inside and not being exposed to the outdoor maybe but the biggest thing is that you're not like your skin's just different when you're 16 to however old you are now Mm. right you're not surrounded by a bunch of other gross people aka kids mm-hmm. um you're not like i feel like i'd say like i was probably at my most stress levels like year 12 ish mm. i'd say most people are probably going through the biggest like stresses of their life in school mm-hmm. and so like those are all the factors that are probably contributing to your acne and if you actually have like clinically bad acne then something off the shelf is not going to help you you probably need med- medicinal like 
like some prescription medication to like make your acne go away yeah first of all i agree what you're saying i think people are comparing our teenage selves to our adult selves now that's obviously like it's a so massive it boils my blood yeah exaggeration etc yeah. etc like they're just obviously doing that to market their product or whatever they're trying to no, sell or like people that we know have done that I don't know. I don't know how. I've, I've seen like, t- okay, it's like, I don't see like every day. I've probably seen like twice. Yeah. Where I've seen people like, this is my acne back then. This is my acne now. It's because I used this thing. Yeah. Or it's because I started exfoliating or it's because I started doing this. It's like, no, it's not. It absolutely is not. And I can't believe you can't like just see, uh, realize that yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That That is quite crazy. But the thing is, what about people like in the middle who don't have like, full-blown acne and who don't have perfect skin you think that like we should just wash your face and you'll be fine no none of those things actually work i'm not convinced i can't i literally not cannot convinced. agree with you on this this <laughs> is so incredible but retina like just like we have like body issues we have like you know breakouts on our skin for specific reasons though they're not always internal there's a lot sometimes they can be treated externally yeah no i agree with you there but i'm just saying the stuff on the shelf like is is not going to do that i don't i disagree with you i think if you're like i think if you think there's like a ph imbalance or whatever on your face yeah right and you want to use some sort of acid i feel like you don't need to you can just like use like apple cider vinegar no but apple cider vinegar is too strong dilute it with a bit of water no but the whole okay that's fine all right that's probably like a genuine solution for that but also people can go out and buy like products that have that were made for their skin uh, and confirmed by dermatologists to put on their skin also i don't think there's i don't think either of those things are better or worse for each other yeah but i do think like if you if you have the opportunity you can go out and buy those products and be happy and also like me personally like i've used like for the uh, basically i used to have a lot of texture like i used to have a lot of tiny little bumps on my forehead and things like that and i can say that like genuinely after using this product a lot of my texture is gone and that was one of my problem issues so a hundred percent these products work but there are i can admit a lot of really shitty products on the market that are terrible that don't do anything that probably make your skin worse and provide no benefit but recently also skincare has improved massively like why you say that massively. i'm curious to hear about this why? i think what you said made sense everything you said made sense yeah but i'm also very very like skeptical of um but maybe that's personal because do you have anything on your skin that you're no, no. especially worried about fixing no, no no wait wait hang on when I say I'm skeptical, I'm skeptical in the fact that there's been a huge boom in like skincare and yeah. like self care. Yeah, from yeah, this yeah. perspective of like go out and buy this thing and spend thirty minutes a day yeah. doing this mask and doing this and this. It's like it's a it's like how into the in the two thousands the trend was to have skinny eyebrows and then two thousand sixteen the trend was to have really fat eyebrows. Mm. It's like you think skincare is a trend. Yes. I think the I think what we're using in our skincare can be trend like trendy. Like for example, what was trendy? Niacinamide. Massively trendy. Yeah? But the thing is niacinamide actually works for some people, just not for everyone. Yeah? Okay. It, it got trendy because people started seeing improvements in their skin because they used it. I used niacinamide, did nothing for me. I can attest to that, right? Okay, right. So I, but that's, I think maybe that's where like your skepticism comes from because skincare is so highly individual and they market as something that, market it as something that everyone can use. Mm. Yeah, perhaps the, that's where your skepticism comes from. And 
of course you're right like capitalism um ha- has turned the skincare market into this kind of like it's crazy right like it's yeah. genuinely comparable to you know the whole makeup situation as well with how many things people are coming out with it like celebrities are coming out with it like everyone's coming out with it and there's no denying that but i do think um skincare in itself especially if you have issues to deal with like you feel like you want to get rid of something on your face or like your skin could be better yeah there's absolutely options out there for you it's just about researching and doing and choosing the right products do you think people do the right research and choose the right products um i think it depends i think uh personally i would say i do the right research and i i like think but again it's individual and you have to try things in order to establish that that's not good for you and this is not right for you and this is really good for you like for example my textured skin issue i use everything under the sun as i said before niacinamide lactic acid like i did my research you know Mm -hmm. i tried what other people did you ever use more than one thing at a time no because that's not the proper scientific method exactly (laughs) that's what i care about that's what i care about that's why i decided to stop using thing i'm like i did the yeah other way around or scientific thing and yeah maybe but again for you not using moisturizer yeah and being like good with it like you feel like your skin is fine without it that's absolutely fine i don't necessarily think oh my god don't (laughs) don't tell me she's gonna ask me is this okay do you want to pause it yeah that pause hannah's sister got detention literally um no but she needed to have the experience of wagging but she got caught wagging man who gets caught wagging yeah that's stupid i don't think i ever wagged i wagged i don't know what i don't know i think i wagged i think i did i like went to every single thing in school i even went to sport on like wednesday afternoons when we were compulsory sport i had a great time at school honestly honestly, i had such a blast in high school yeah Yeah. because you're like with friends all the time that's true it was a lot of fun i yeah. really enjoy high school and like you know i was good at school so yeah, yeah that I, makes it a little bit it easier, makes it a bit it? easier when you're just good at the subject okay but we need to go back onto this skincare topic oh, yeah. because i'm determined to Keep change your mind up. a little bit yeah. yeah but personally if you take going off those going off those meds you know going <laughs> off those drugs that coke um yeah that was good for you and that's really good because now you recognize that you know maybe no skincare is skincare for you right but i think um other people can't say the same honestly other people can't say this okay okay you know what i've changed my opinion but here's what i'm going to change it to okay it's not that everybody it's not that everybody needs nothing but i think everyone needs to explore nothing properly oh like properly because i think we all get caught up in the idea of like oh you get this thing and then it's like the whole but do you think the routine of it i think people love routines and rituals and i do not i don't judge anyone for that because i get it i love a good ritual as much as the next guy yeah right but i think that like people have to like especially girls I think, like, keep your guard up about who's trying to, like, shill you for your money money, and your time and this idea that, like, your face is not your face. Like, that's what that was my biggest thing with, like, makeup. It's like, you, like, can't leave the house unless you have concealer on. And it's like, you can't, like, you don't even recognize your own face 
as your own face and you feel like you're not presentable to the public or whatever and i think that's so sad mm. and i hate it and it the like, people's argument is always like well people can do what they want to do and people can like you know if it's her choice to like put makeup on then who are you to say she should it's like no like you've been conditioned yeah everyone needs to explore like not doing anything and actually ascertain for themselves whether like doing the thing but I'm not sure if that makes the same statement though, because you're saying that because makeup is clearly very toxic in the way I'm not, it's presented. Okay, I'm not to... saying that makeup and skincare are exactly like the same. Yeah. I just feel like this boom of like skincare yeah. in the last like even in the last two years I'd say yeah. is like I think we should all take a closer look at it. I agree. I think I can agree with that, but I'm not sure as like uh, as in I don't think how do I say this? I'm not sure if if the uh, culture around skincare is so toxic as to say that, you know, we should be critically... Like, I think we should critically think about, like, why we're putting things on our face and, like, you know, what we're putting on our face, especially, like, what we're putting on our face, what's mar- being marketed to us and what we choose to, like, use. But I'm not sure is uh, the implications of using skincare mm. in themselves, I'm not sure if that's, like, necessarily bad because, as you said, it's obviously been marketed to be a very self-care thing, yeah? yeah? And the commercialization of, like, things being self or self-care is something I take a lot of, like, offense to. Like, yeah. that pisses me off too. Yeah. But I genuinely do think that skincare in itself, right, it's taking care of yourself. Like, in the essence of it. Like, outwardly, yes. But skin... Um, yeah. I don't know. Now thinking about it, maybe not so much. But, um... I think there needs to be a shift on more... It's not that we shouldn't use skincare. It's, it's that we should... Uh, I think there's... Mm, Hmm. I maybe more solution oriented like where you're like oh I have this problem so I'm going to find something to fix this problem no but not even but like uh, acknowledging that those problems exist and that like some people just have like hormonal acne and Hmm. uh, like shouldn't be shamed you know there's a lot of shame associated with skin and I think that's the issue not like genuinely using skincare if that makes sense you know yeah but then you could say the same thing about makeup right but that is the argument against makeup it's like you can't detach those two things. Mm. You can't really detach the shame and the pressure to do things with like and then doing them. As but well. also I think like if you have like serious acne and things like that, you go like to a doctor and get prescribed prescribed yeah. Accutane. You don't really go to the doc- like you don't really necessarily you're not able to solve it through yeah. skincare. Yeah. And people I think people realize that. Yeah. Like acne is a medical condition. Yeah. Makeup, not wearing makeup and feeling bad about it is a mental issue sometimes, but it's not a condition, if that makes sense. When when people go sense? to the doctors for their acne, I don't, I'm not really against that. That's what I was like kind of saying. I was yeah. like, you either probably need very minimal stuff, yeah, like keeping your face clean and maybe moisturizing, but I'm not going to do that. But like, or... You have something which can't be solved by just buying things off, like, the shelves. And you go and find out what's wrong with your skin. And then you go solve that. And maybe your thing about, like, how some products work for some people and then don't work for other people. And you, like, experiment and find what works for you is true. But I definitely think there's this weird, like, maximalist approach to skincare that I'm, like, Mm. kind of against. 
and like just buying stuff and it's like oh i bought this thing and it's like this gel serum thing and i paid 40 bucks for this tiny little tub of it but it's like and i have an eye cream and i have this and there's a scene in fleabag that i think about all the time where it's um fleabag and her sister mm -hmm. claire and they they go to some retreat thing and the sister Claire is like opening up all her stuff and she's like putting on the dresser and she's got like this cream and this and this and these little bottles of lotion and stuff and Fleabag is like to her sister like what's that for and then the sister's like oh it's it's for my um it's for my under eyes and then Fleabag's like what's that for and she's like oh that's like my day cream and she's like what's that for and it's like that's a night cream what's that for oh the my knees what's that for my hands what's that for my um my like cuticles what's this for that's the eyebrow gel what's this for and then she asks like a bunch of stuff yeah and she like has an explanation for all of them and then finally Fleabag takes out this little tub of cream and puts it on her like table and Clara is like what's that for and Fleabag's like my face and body and I'm like yeah like that's that's like epitomizes what I'm trying to say like you don't need it all and it's like stupid when you hear it all and I know that's like a very exaggerated version but I think the essence of what I'm trying to say is that you don't you don't need it all and like it's good to just take a moment and like reflect on it but I don't know if taking away all those things removes like Fleabag sister's sense of worth is what my point also like I think if you no if you watch a show <laughs> you can obviously see that the sister's like caught up in like appearances okay yeah fair like enough. in different aspects of her life mm. not necessarily just the way she looks but she's like the professional woman and she like has a good job and she like you know whatever mm. it's hard to like distill it down and i'm probably not doing it justice but like i think that it is endemic <laughs> mm. of like a bigger problem I just think it is. Okay. Interesting. I don't think that, like, someone can convince me that they need all of Skincare. those things. No. All of those little things. I'm pretty sure... So, what's your limit, then? Like, how big That's do you That's what I'm saying. Like, care? I can't find a limit because my limit before was nothing. Like, as I said, like, I... I was using moisturizer and Vaseline and I thought like, oh, I'm using very little. That's good. But then I talked to my brother about it actually. And then I was like, hang on, if I actually believe that you don't need much, then shouldn't I just like put money where my mouth is and whatever and like just not use anything? And so I tried that and it worked. And so now I'm thinking that the limit is actually just using nothing. But you pointed out that everyone's different and some people might actually need some stuff. And it's not necessarily a binary of nothing or prescription medication. Which yeah. was kind of my view on this before. Like, it's either nothing. Like, keep your face clean. No, but also, like, you don't... You might not necessarily have a problem with the things that other people have a problem with. You know? Like, for example, for me... Um, I don't really have a problem if I have, I don't know, discoloration on my face. Yeah? yeah. Like, it's just, it just happens when you have melanated skin. It's kind of inevitable. I've grown to just appreciate it and just be be fine with it. Yeah. Um, but other people really, really get bothered with uneven skin tone. Yeah. yeah. And that might be something that they go out, seek um, skincare products for, you know, uh, and ma try and manage. Yeah. yeah. But just because I don't, like, have a problem with uneven skin tone, yeah doesn't mean you don't have it but like yeah okay if we're talking about that now like what like people will constitute as being a problem to their skin or whatever yeah. i would i would say that none of it matters and that we should definitely move to a place where like your face is your face like that's my biggest thing is that like 
this is my face and this is what it looks like. Mm. And like, I am comfortable with the way my face looks. Mm. And I guess it's easier said than done for a lot of people, right? But this is where I can draw the parallels between like the makeup, makeup industry and, and skincare. Yeah, I'm starting, like, I'm starting to see what you say. Like you, like you were saying like texture on your face and stuff like that. And it's like, that's not something that I would ever really consider about my... Yeah. I don't know if that's like I have that problem or not and mm. like maybe I don't have it and that's why I never consider it or I do have it and I just never realized. Yeah. But like it's not something it I can say with full confidence that I don't notice it on other people, mm. right? Mm. The only I might notice on people is like maybe if their skin is like super dry and flaky, I might notice that. Yeah. Like if I can actually see like chapped skin. Yeah. Or like really bad acne or yeah. redness, yeah. I'd say those are the things that I would notice in a person. Yeah. Right? Um but I wouldn't necessarily, like, then go, oh, they should do something about that. Mm. Unless it seems to be, like, something that, like, could very easily be managed. But dry skin like, is a medical condition. I know. That's what I'm saying. Both both of those things I mentioned are probably medical conditions. But, like, I definitely do not notice those things in other people. Maybe that's a me thing. But I also think, like, you notice what you internalize in yourself as well. So it's yeah. kind of the same. Like, if you notice it in another person, then that's what you're going to care about in yourself. And if you train yourself to, like, not care about it in other people, you probably will eventually get to a point where you don't care about it in yourself as well. Okay, fair enough. I think um perhaps even the argument shifts to what is normal skin, maybe. And, like, what we assume... Like, what normal skin is based off, like, the... What skincare tries selling us. Yeah. And what normal skin actually is. Have you heard that phrase where it's, like, there's no such thing as a bikini body? A body in a bikini is a bikini body? Yeah. That's... I feel like that's the approach we should just have for everything. Like, there's no... Like, your skin is your skin. Your face is your face. Your hair is your hair. Like, just, like... You don't have to, like, fit fit it. It's, like... A lot of it is also deeply... Um... What's the word? Like, seeped deep-seated, whatever. It's ingrained with, like, Eurocentric beauty ideals as well, right? And so there's racism involved in there, very, very obviously. And that's not me being an SJW about it and being like, everything's racist, but it's like, it's definitely there. And it's like, I think one thing is that you get a lot of girls being like, like, I know some girls who are, like, younger than me who are like, oh, I'm, like, I'm gonna get a nose job when I'm, like, older. And it's like, no, don't. Like, just, your nose is your nose. And it always comes back to that. Your face is your face. Like, you don't have to change it. And, like, this idea that, like, you do is actually evident of something larger and worse. And it's not personal preference. And people are always like, oh, like, why do you care if... Not to me specifically, but this idea is always opposed with, like, why do you care if she wants to get plastic surgery? Like, it's her body, it's her choice or whatever. It's like, that's a really very insidious twisting of like your body your choice sort of thing where it's like what a coincidence that the choice you're making perfectly aligns with what society is telling forcing you to do like that's um yeah yeah that's my perspective on plastic surgery as well but i don't like and then i just like i just extend that to makeup and skincare as well basically i'm just going for a very very extreme approach yeah i i agree i think your approach is extreme i definitely extend that to makeup but i think i extend that less to skincare Skincare. because like a lot of the time skincare is like medically intertwined and even if you're like for example um like a lot of like dryness or like the texture i just talked about or like the pimples i get like this white pimple over here like they have medical names for it right yeah so it's 
basically it's caused by excess sebum or whatever whatever it might be so there's a reason why it's abnormal in that sense right i don't agree with that i don't know i agree with that scientifically but just because there's a name for it doesn't mean it's a problem now yeah because you maybe could say that's you what could, makes it easier for me to think it's yeah because you could say that about people with like dark under eyes or whatever and then they could use that as an excuse to put concealer on every day mm. but it's like it's not actually a problem it's not it's not impeding you from carrying out everyday things it's just an aesthetic what like it's an aesthetic and the thing the only way in it in which it affects your life is um in like a dysmorphia way mm. where you're not seeing yourself the way you think you should look but like we have a body to help us do things yeah not to help us look a certain way yeah and like there's like this tweet by um Mitski, the singer. I love Mitski. Yeah. Where she's like, Me and my husband. I forgot the rest of We it. are doing better. Yeah, that one. Um, she she has this tweet where she's like, Oh, I spent my early twenties like caring about what I look like, but then like, um, like I had to be grateful for the fact that like if I could like, if like if I went on a hike, my legs are able to take me on that hike, and like. If I want to do this thing, then, like, my body allows me to do this thing. Yeah. No, that's really interesting because I genuinely feel the same. Like, I say the same things about, like, pretty much everything else that you've said. I guess I just haven't really contextualized it in the whole skincare realm of it. And maybe that's some more thinking I have to do. Um, But I... I definitely agree with the whole idea of yeah. like changing things and those things that we're changing are saying, you know, it's for us, you know, b- yeah. to make us feel better. But who are we making feel better? Yeah. Like, yeah. why do we feel bad in the first place? You know, those are the questions that we need to be asking. Yeah. And same with like, um, I had like people over at my house like last week and they were just like one of my, someone who was at our house was telling us about how they were thinking about getting like laser hair removal. Yeah. And how, um, I currently get laser hair removal. Yeah. The lady who was like offering it to her was like saying something about like the hygiene aspect of it. And as soon as I heard that word hygiene, that's like, there's like a little alarm bells going off in my head and everything. It's like, what was she removing? I think it was like leg hair, Brazilian, everything. Right. And it was like hair removal. And I cannot stress this enough has nothing to do with hygiene hygiene you take a shower every day we're clean like we're all good even if you take a shower every second day you're clean Mm. hair removal will not make you cleaner unless you're like rolling around in mud right and none of us are doing that the hair on your body will not do anything bad to you if hair on your body hair on your legs hair on your arms hair on your face hair wherever was actually like unhygienic then men would also shave their legs and men would also shave their arms and men would also shave their beards, but they don't, right? And that's the biggest evidence that I have for that is that here is our entire class of people in our society who are not doing this and they're not riddled with diseases and like whatever from not... So it's just like, it's when I hear that word hygiene for hair removal, it makes me sick to my stomach. I hate it so much. Mm. I do get the idea of like... Because I used to shave my legs and stuff when I was in school as well, Right? Now I don't, but I do like, I get it. Like you feel like a bit exposed. You feel like everyone's going to be like zeroing in on it and it like looks weird or whatever. Like I get that aspect of it, but I wish we could just be a bit more honest with ourselves about like why you're doing it. And I do like, if I were to wear shorts or a dress right now, I would be a little bit aware of it. I'd be like, 
but then ultimately i've like rationalized it in myself enough to be like no this is a choice i've made and i'm gonna stick with it yeah but it it's like it definitely is easier said than done absolutely especially no and i don't think that's acknowledged um when we're comparing immigrant like sorry immigrant women like ethnic poc women and white people who like choose not to shave their armpits yeah. Color them, dye them, put them on the internet, and then think they're making a statement when they have like three strands of hair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, everything always comes back to these Eurocentric um, be- uh, beauty centers. There's this, um, I like read this or like heard this person talk about like where did the body hair stigma come from? And apparently it was after like one of the world wars. Mm. Um, and it was a way to. Because white women just genuinely have less body hair. Yeah. Right? Like, that is, like, a biological thing. And so, it was a way to, um, whatchamacallit, like, demonize the, um, uh, the, like, opposite side, which were, like, European women, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, look, they have, like, hair on their, yeah, yeah, that idea. It's like, it kind of wasn't even a thing until then. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, how come all these, like, things we're trying to solve, like, only became a thing in the past hundred years? Yeah. Like, before that, no one really cared about it. Personally, I think, um, however, like, religiously right, basically, we're required to not shave, like, I don't think arms, legs, mustaches, like, facial hair, I don't really have a problem with that, too. I completely agree. But religiously, like, I'm just, um, saying what... required to do like your private area Mm -hmm. and then your under armpits i I think armpits are less so i'll get back to you on that but armpits are things that are required not to be hairless but to basically maintain that area Mm. right so because there is a sense of i guess if you're cleaner if you have like if it's not as long essentially and but you're those able things to also don't just grow like your head hair so this idea of maintaining it if you just left it it would stay maintained it's not going to just keep growing longer no it's not going to keep on growing longer but that length like leads itself to you know things being stuck and no, things I, like that's that false. mate that's false do you if wash you... your butt with uh water or toilet paper i take a shower every day okay but do you wash your butt with toilet paper or, uh... toilet paper Okay, I wash my ass with water. Okay. I feel like when you wipe it with toilet paper, nothing gets off. Yeah, okay, that's... I hear you, but I'm saying that we live in the modern world where we all have hot water and showers. Hot water and and showers, but we don't... Okay, this is the reason. So, we pray five times a day. During those five times a day, we need to be in a like, okay, clean okay, yeah, state. Yeah. All right, when we aspect, yeah, sure. when we like um, do prayer. So in that case, yeah, when if we're wiping like with toilet paper and like we like whatever it is, you know the yeah. logistics of it all. It doesn't really make sense. So in that sense, um, and by the way, men are also required. Okay, I'm not sure as if it's upheld as much by men. Yeah, mm-hmm. but men are also in my to my knowledge required to like keep that area maintained as well okay um so in that sense i think cleanliness shouldn't be equated with removing like bodily hair because it's visually there if that makes sense it has to be evidence-based and what you said here is evidence-based so i will concede it's (laughs) evidence-based so i will concede okay in this case on the most part, it's most of these things like yeah, you can I just pick brought up, up situa- like a religious situation. Yeah. so obviously I'm sure you could to- like pick up on like 
like specific situations where all of these things are like true like when i say like oh you know hair removal is associated with hygiene and that's a problem you could like come up with an example where it genuinely is associated with hygiene but the way that it's perceived in society is not actually related to hygiene no i yeah, i agree yeah yeah and no a hundred percent like the the i think when i show my arms yeah. The pressure I feel to, you know, shave or wax, it pisses me off. Yeah. Especially with my face. I have, um, you know, I'm an Indian woman. I, you know, have a moustache. I have, like, peach fuzz on my face. Yep. And the pressure I feel to remove it, it makes me, like, I'm like, oh, why do I have to? And I know every single time, like, I wax. And yep. I, I'm like, why can't I just, like, I'd, I'd be fine just to leave it if it yeah. was just me. But that's the problem. Because if it was only me, then it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Yeah? The yeah. problem is that every time I do it, I'm succumbing to society's standards and what they want to see from me yeah right i'd but it's also hard to disassociate yourself from that yeah. yeah when you live in like a society that's so like people do see you differently and like i would say um not treat you differently but like it, it's noticeable if that makes sense okay right? i want to ask you this because i think i've been isolated with this for a long but do you notice that i don't shave my upper lip yeah i do notice that and does it change your perception of me no and i want to like i i am of the and firm i i have no problem with it as well yeah not not, not that i should ever have an opinion on what you yeah sh- what you do no okay that's what i assume like people yeah. know it but i my opinion of it is that people will get used to your face. Yeah. And that if they get, like, if they see you with upper hair lip, mm-hmm. like, every day, mm-hmm. and they, then it's, like, not a problem. Yeah. And I, as far as I'm aware, don't think I've ever been treated differently for it. Yeah, I don't think you're treated differently. It's yeah, I don't that. think I'm treated differently for it. No, I'm just going off the things that you said when yeah. you were talking about a hypothetical situation where you would stop. Yeah. Is that I don't think I'm treated differently for it. Yeah. I wasn't i don't know whether people notice it or not because i don't ask people that often right yeah. now you've told me that you notice it which like doesn't surprise me i don't know what i was expecting yeah but i that doesn't bother like, you it doesn't bother me yeah. because people will get used to my face yeah because my face is my face yeah and i think if i were to start something like start waxing or start threading or whatever and then i stopped all of a sudden people will notice change Mm. but people don't notice something when it just stays the same Mm. and that's my firm belief and that the the point where you make that change people will notice it and that's probably what's stopping a lot of people from making the change Mm. where it's like oh if i cut my hair short or if i stop doing this or if i do that then everyone will like notice and it'll be a bit of a like that little hump that you have to get over but once you're over it it you're over it and it's like no one will ever notice it again yeah no you're right that's my opinion that's that's a good way that's a good perspective to look at it i think yeah um what do you say then about I think, um, obviously, this is also very much intertwined with society. But when people say it makes them feel less feminine, when, you know, they don't remove body hair and things like that. That's stupid. That's absolutely stupid. Especially when, like, you... Like, this thing, like, this idea of, like, this feminine, like, feminine qualities being a hairless one is, like, something that didn't exist until quite recently as Mm, well. mm, mm, Right? mm. And, like, I just, I don't subscribe to it. Mm. And I don't know, I can't quantify or, like, qualify what femininity is. Mm -mm -mm. Because I also 
can't really say what girlhood is and manhood is. Like, I don't... I'm not going to attempt yeah. to because it doesn't concern me. Yeah, and I think it's quite backwards to even, like, define it because you're right. It's a like, social thing. Yeah. It's it's absolutely a social thing. And every single person is different. And it's weird. Like, we are both girls, but we're different. And it would be weird to kind of go, like, what makes... I don't know. It's it's just a silly thing. I, I never felt the need to figure out what femininity is. It's like... And anytime someone says something is, like, a feminine thing, it's very easily debunked. Like, with this hairless thing, it's like, okay, well, if it's feminine to whatever, then, like, what about 200 years ago when razor blades didn't exist? Were those people not feminine? Was everyone a man? It's like, well, no. Something else... Like, femininity meant something else back then. And then, like... Yeah, whatever it is. Even further, it'll be something else. And there's this thing, like, um... Once again, sorry to sound like a broken record here... But our our view of femininity is shaped by like the average white woman, yeah. right? And so there's things like like when you talk about like um, the discourse around um, like trans people in sports, it's it's like everyone just shows their hands so quickly. Like people who are like against having um, transgender people in sport, like they'll say that there was like this woman who. Like a black woman who who um, was like disqualified from a race because she had too much testosterone in her, but she was a cisgendered woman, and she was like she had her XX chromosomes and whatever, whatever stupid other stuff there is to say you're a woman. But then it's like, oh, but your testosterone levels are too high, and so you can't race here. And then it's like, okay, what's your like? What is your criteria for being a woman then? Because before it was oh, you're born a woman, then you are a woman. But now it's like, oh, but if your testosterone levels are a little bit higher, then you're no longer a woman. And it's like, like, what is it then? Like, you have to, like, I'm, I am pretty happy with the belief that, like, I can't pin it down, and so I won't, and I'm happy to be flexible about it. But if you're going to be like, there is a set way to be a woman, then tell me all the rules to be a woman. You can't. The same way that, like, um, you can't, you can't define most things. In with stringent rules, like you actually can't. Like if you try to like, um, I'm gonna like butcher this, but there was like this thing where someone was trying to define what a chair is, and it's like even that is quite hard. Yeah, I've seen right. That. And it's like you end up with a definition that somehow includes horses in it because it's like oh, it's four legs and you have to be able it's to sit on it. Philosophy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of philosophy behind this where it's like you don't actually have a good enough grasp on language to realize like, there actually are limits to how you can define things. And I don't know how we got onto this, but yeah. I agree. I just think that things are not so Black perfect, rigid. Yeah, yeah, so rigid. And it's actually much more liberating to just kind of like realize that and accept it. Cool. Okay, let's change the topic a bit here. Change the topic. We're on. What are we on? 28 minutes, but then the other one was also something. Oh, did you stop it? Yeah, when your sister. Oh, wait, how much was it? Can I go down? No, it's like the top one. Oh, like, okay. The other one was also 28 minutes. Okay, yeah. Um, do you listen to any podcasts? No, I haven't, I haven't been consuming a lot of media in the past month and a half. What I haven't you... read anything. I haven't podcasted. I haven't, <laughs> I literally haven't even, I haven't watched shows. That's a lie. I've been watching shows. But what like, shows are you watching? Um, just K-dramas, you know, just lighthearted, very, no, that's the thing. <gasps> but I am very much into gore, thriller and horror these days. That is, that's the themes of my interest and I thought I would never be into this type of 
but there is something so enticing about like strange happenings so what are you watching that has gore in it um i watched a recent uh like i think it's like a it's genuinely like in the gore theme but it's called sweet home it's it's on netflix it's a korean tv show um i really enjoyed that there's not really that much of a plot okay there is a plot but it there's not it's just very much gore centered i never thought that i would be into like blood and like blah 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 blah, blah but it was so good like it was just really fun to watch okay yeah it was fun to watch um the plot was also really kind of it was good um and it just had all the tropes all the cliches but something was a little bit it, it, there was a oomph you know yeah um so gore is something i'm definitely into these days which is strange oh. but yeah and there's a new um tv show show called hellbound as well and it's not still on netflix mm-hmm. that's also like post-apocalyptic like strange creatures come and like burn people who are sin sinning oh yeah it's have you seen midnight mass no i haven't maybe you'd like that midnight mass is that the cartoon no okay oh i'm thinking midnight train have you watched that no okay that's on netflix what's midnight mass it's like a, it's by the same guy who directed um like haunting of hill house and oh, haunting yeah. of Bly manor Mm-mm. and it's just like yeah I, I thought it was a bit monologue heavy for anyone who's watched it at home i thought it was a bit monologue heavy mm. and the scenes kind of dragged on but the it's i th- i think the um i think catholic imagery is really cool like yeah. the aesthetics of it mm. is like pretty cool like angels and demons and all that kind of stuff. And you should watch Sweet Home because I'm just thinking it wasn't only just gore; it was quite deep and okay. meaningful. Well, but not I really. also don't watch that stuff like stuff that's deep and meaningful anyway. You know, I'm still on like episode five of Shadow and Bone. Okay, but I think everyone's on episode five of Shadow and Bone because I think I just stopped watching it on episode two. Yeah, that's such a shit TV show. I know the movie was good. I vibed with the movie. What movie? What are we talking about? Oh shit, Shadow and Bone! Shit! What do you mean you're in episode 5? What are you talking about? Oh, freak, I was talking about Shadow Hunters! <laughs> like, Clary, Clary. Yes! And- <laughs> Clary? I thought it was Claire. Cl- oh, I swear it's like Clary. Oh my god, whatever, it doesn't really matter, does it? What's the uh, boy's name in that, in that? I just remember his blonde. <laughs> Will! Um, no, that's, that's in Clockwork. Magnus. Will? No, Magnus is the Magnus hot guy. is the hot gay guy. Yeah, and uh, Alec? Alec. Alec is the guy. No, no Alec, Alec, Alec is the Mag- other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The other, wow. <laughs> wow. So sorry. I feel um, like it is like Will or something. No, it's not Will though. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, he's blonde haired, blue eyed. He had like two names because of like some stuff. Like who is real dad? I remember was. the class- And everyone's name is like a compound word. Really? Yeah, like Alec Lightwood and Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. They all had Cla- no, but it was like Claire Frey or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Clary Faye. Or was Frey. that the author's last name? I don't remember. It's all anyway. <laughs> regardless, Shadow and Bone. Are you serious? You yeah. didn't like it? No, I do. I just like if you remember on our first episode of the podcast, which was two weeks ago, which is actually watching five episodes in two weeks is yeah, not that bad. Not that bad. Absolutely. But like I told you, I was up to like episode two, and then I just stopped because I have a really hard time watching shows that are forty minutes. Like I'm a huge fan of just watching like chugging out like um, so twenty minute minutes shows. Is too long for you. Yeah, I have a really low attention span, and so I don't watch movies and I don't watch shows that are like forty minutes. Like it's pretty rare. Oh, 
I mostly just watch shows that are 20 minutes and then I'll re-watch shows that are 20 minutes. What if you just speed it up so you finish it in 20 minutes? No, it's not that. It's the fact that, I don't know. The, the, pace... the amount of content in 20 yeah, minutes. The, yeah, and it's like the pacing of the show and it's like get to it and like... Is Fleabag 20 minute episodes? Yeah. Oh. Fleabag's only like... There's only like six episodes a season and there's two seasons and that's it. So. Yeah, I need to watch that. It's a good show. I've seen that twice. I've, I've heard My people shows say that script I've seen... is great. What is The script. Like the... Pl- like. Oh, yeah. Cause yeah. It's, it's like a one-woman play is what it originally was. And mm. then she made it into a show. Mm. It is good. It's really good. You should check it out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Shadow and Bone, a.k.a. the Six of Crows thing. I just think that the book was so much better and so I don't really care about the TV show. I don't care about Alina Starkov. Didn't you say that you didn't really vibe with the book? No, I like Six of Crows yeah. and Crooked Kingdom a lot. I don't like the Shadow and Shadow and Bone, Bone series because I only yeah. I've only read like the first chapter of the Shadow and Bone book, yeah. and I didn't like it. And but I started watching the shows and I wanted to watch the show for the crows, yeah. But it's, it's also cool. yeah, but it's also like about Alina, and they also like changed the story a little bit, yeah, like a lot. So. In the books, they're not even in the same time. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The fact that six crows and, like, the whole Shadow and Bone universe is together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just kind of don't care about it. You know what I mean? Mm. And, like, also, I don't like how, like, these characters don't act like real... This always happens in, like, fantasy shows and young people shows where people just act in very predictable ways that they're supposed to act in a, in a fantasy show. For example, I was watching a scene from Shadow and Bone where she's with um, that lady in the cave, Bagra or whatever, and um, so this is like her mentor or whatever, teaching her how to use her powers. Alina's like listening and it's like her first lesson and there's obviously a montage of her like not being able to use her powers, which is so boring to me because like you, you can like almost like predict what's going to happen in these kind of shows. And she's sitting there and then... Um, Bagra says something and she's like, I'm not your mother or something. And then she's like, it probably explains why you're always looking for a mother figure. And then Alina just stands up and like goes close to her face and then goes and then sits back down. Like to show that like she was about to like, you know, like hold me back bro sort of thing. But then realize like, no, I've got to control myself. And I'm like, people don't act like that in real life. Maybe you just haven't seen people act like no, that in I've, real life. Or like, even if that's Because not, I feel no. like that's realistic. I'm thinking, no, like, it's me, no. I would do that. No, okay, even if it's not realistic to real life, it is not what I'm looking for in a TV show. Such predictable displays of emotion where it's like, oh, she did that because she obviously has, like, mother issues and that was evident of that. And now she sat back down to show that she's trying to control. It's like, it's like the script says, like, oh, show disgust. And so the character's like, uh, uh, like, and you're like, be a bit more subtle with this. Yeah. And, like, good TV shows and good books will do that in a better way. Yeah, like... Yeah. I just think these shows are really predictable and then you see their costumes and you're just like really aware that they're on a set and that they're wearing costumes and that this whole world is like fictional. It's like, it's not like a seamless thing for me when I'm watching these shows mm. where I like can just like immerse myself into the thing. I'm like, oh, I've seen that actor before and it's like, mm. I just can't. Some shows like with really high budgets can do it well. I feel like probably that like Game of Thrones probably does it really well, mm. right? Where people are like really invested in that world mm. because they've got the money for it and they've got the talent for it and they've got the CGI for it and everything. But here it's like, oh, that's a Styrofoam rock is their cave set. Yeah. And like this is the... But go- you recognize that it's a Styrofoam rock set. Like that's what bothers you. I think so. And I think it can be fixed with better budgets and better scripts and like better money. Okay. Probably. The script is really basic, is what I'm saying. Mm. 
it, the script is just really basic. Like, you can just tell what's going to happen next, and I'm not a huge fan of that. So you don't like really deep shows, but you also don't like shows that are, like, really basic and, like, cliched and... I will, like, it's not that I don't like deep shows, it's just that I don't want to invest my time into something that is going to have payoff for not immediately. <laughs> oh, so there's another added layer of... Okay, alright. As in, like, my attention span is low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I like 20-minute shows, because you, you get a little plot going straight away, yeah. and it's all wrapped up in 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, you're not going to you're not gonna and like there is like And there is, like, long threads going on throughout a series of a show, mm. but you're, like, kept satiated with, like, the short stories, and mm. there's, like, jokes. I definitely um, gravitate more towards comedy. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I haven't watched comedy in all. But I listen while. to a lot of podcasts. What podcasts have you okay, been listening to? I'll, I'll let me get them up on my Spotify and I'll tell you what I listen to. I've like I'd say listening to podcasts has has been a um been a big motif in my life for the past like five years. Mm. Okay, what do we got? Stuff in the bottom. Okay, casting chair. Oh yeah, casting chair, which hasn't been updated since the 9th of May, twenty twenty. Indefinite hiatus there. Hot girl cabbage. Um, Catherine Ryan telling everyone everything. Uh, Who are these cooped people? Up, and where do you find Philosophize them? this. Very, Love really that. good. Off menu with Ed Gamble and James A. Castor. Tiny Meat Gang. Task plus. Task TMG must. Gang. We can't say TMG I, Gang. I know, no, but <laughs> Gang is like an. Ex- you know, I'm oh, like yeah, Gang. Yeah, you know? yeah, okay. Taskmaster the Podcast. A Hopeless Endeavor. The Always Sunny Podcast. You're wrong about That's what I started listening to very recently. That's really Ooh, that good. That one looks good. You're wrong about It's really, really good. Okay. They have like episodes just like on different things, like different things that happened, <laughs> and they just talk about it. Oh, interesting. The okay, cool. the ones that I would um really recommend there's one called the obesity <gasps> Stockholm epi- syndrome. Yeah, they have an episode on Stockholm syndrome. Cool, cool, cool. The best ones that I've listened to so far is the um there's one on sex offenders. Must listen to that one. And there's one on the obesity epidemic. That's really good as well. Ooh, love Must. talking about that. Um, you but you enjoy like when do you listen? Um, I listen to podcasts uh, when I cook and when I do stuff like like chores or like um, like at the moment I'm working on a rug as you know and yes. when I'm making my rug I'll listen to podcasts but it's mostly like when I'm commuting and when I'm uh, cooking which is like many hours in a week so I can like get through them mm, yeah interesting and it's like easy of... for me to like Just keep my ears in. on and like have my eyes doing something else. It all come back to the fact that I have low attention span, and I gotta like I'm like fidgety and like you need to do something. Like else. it's a, for listening to podcasts is definitely a fidget thing. Yeah, but I've talked to you about this. Like I have no attention for audio. Like it's because you need things. to be doing something else as well. Yeah, but I don't do things like that. Like I, anything that I do, I can't do multitasking. If I'm texting, I will hear nothing. You're oh yeah, same. Me. I can't text and listen. I'm saying like I have to be doing something like something like. Menial. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I feel like I don't do a lot of menial Or driving. Stuff. You can listen when you're yeah, driving. Yeah, I can do I can do that. But even then, like I I can't I don't understand when it's when it's audio. I need to read it. Lectures, mm. I'm terrible at lectures. Like when in uni when you have to listen to lectures. Yeah, but okay, but first of all, I also can't pay attention to lectures. But podcasts are entertainment. Entertainment, right. But like even when it's a lecture, like any lecture it doesn't have to be uni it can be like outside it can be a seminar it can be like uh, even music if you have noticed i will never get the lyrics right 
Mm. I will never get any lyrics right because I do not have the capacity or the capabilities to actually listen to what these people are saying in their stupid songs, okay? I only have the capacity to, like, learn the tune or, like, learn, like, a couple of words that are, like, really, really obvious. Yep. Same here, I reckon. You see? But, like, eventually over time you end up, like, subconsciously picking up on, picking like, up the sounds. Web. That's what you think. But I will. I have songs. Like, I have Sweater Weather. Yeah? Yeah. By The Neighbourhood. Been listening to that since I was in... Whenever it came out first. Okay. Okay? I still don't know the lyrics to that. And it, I will, I will think that I know the lyrics, and I'll sing them wrong. You know, mm. there is no capacity. Like genuinely, my all, my range to understand something through what someone is like saying to me, if it's not a real human being in front of me, yeah, incapable. But I really, really like the idea of podcasts. Like <laughs> genuinely, I think it fits so well with me and my personality and who I am as a but person. But you gotta like find ones that you like. Well, I've, definitely, you like yeah. I've definitely started podcasts and not like them. I yeah. usually find them based on like people that I like. Yeah. So most of them are like comedians or like YouTubers that I like. Yeah. And then other ones have been like. So one of them is like the one that analyzes Joanna Newsom lyrics. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, and then they actually in one of their episodes was said something about um, you're wrong about, and they were like, oh, it's so good. I just listened to the one on Princess Diana. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'll check it out. So then that's how I checked it out, and then I liked it. There are plenty of um, podcasts that I've like listened to one episode, and I'm like, oh, it's not working. And I just yeah. stop. I think something that helps me personally and maybe anyone else who doesn't... Nobody's going to listen to this if they don't Maybe like, I'll make it into two. Yeah, No, nobody's going to listen to this podcast until the end if they don't like podcasts. But if anyone's <laughs> listening who doesn't like podcasts, I think what helps is, like, um, I'm, it's really easy for me to watch TMG and, like, the Zane podcast and any podcast that is on YouTube that I can see oh, the people of. I do not watch those you podcasts. Don't like- and I hate it when I'm like listening to them and they're like, they have some visual thing on their yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, that's and really then they, irritating. And then they're like, oh, for our audio only listeners, basically. And it's like, this is a podcast. It's yeah, meant to be audio only. I know, but that helps me listen and fo- focus because, again, it's visual. Yeah, I can read their lips. I, I, I'm like, visually looking at who's talking and like paying attention so that's something that helps me um listen to podcasts but obviously not all podcasts ask but um i really like the look of your wrong about, about yeah, yeah yeah i might take a listen to check that. it out you should also listen to the one that i recommended to you ages ago the one about the bill clinton impeachment oh yeah I remember everyone that. should listen to that and then tell me their thoughts I feel like it's... that needs a segue Huh? That definitely needs a segue for me. What do you mean you need a segue? Like, I can't go from not being able to listen to podcasts at all to listening to a podcast about Bill Clinton's impeachment. Okay, fine. But, yeah, okay, fine. That's fair enough. But for the listener, um, you should all go listen to the... I listened to this, like, start of last year, I think. So, it's been a while. But it's... um, The podcast is called Slow Burn. And they have, like, different seasons where they talk about different issues. And this one was... So, season one was about Watergate. um, And season two is about um, Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. And it's so interesting because, like, I didn't know anything about it. Because it was, you know, before my time. Um, But it's really interesting because there's, like... Uh, I think it's like second wave feminism or whatever was like coming about yeah, when that was happening. Me, yeah. And so it's like you got some people saying so basically Monica Lewinsky was an intern at the White House and she had an affair with Bill Clinton when he was president and, and he was like 50 or whatever. Um, and sh- some people say like oh like 
she was abused. This was like the most powerful man in the entire world. And he was like abusing his power. And she can't really give consent to a relationship like that. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then you got other people saying that like, no, she's like a 23-year-old woman. She's capable of making her own choices. And just because a woman like exhibits her own sexual agency, it's like, it's wrong to infantilize her and victimize her into saying that she was like taken advantage of like she made those choices herself yeah yeah and so the feminist take is actually to be like you go girl yeah and then you got other people the feminist take is to be like oh my god you were like abused and that this shouldn't have happened to you don't you think that rhetoric i don't know you're not on tiktok that much but there is such a crazy conversation going out about like grooming people and infantilization and like pedophilia and what constitutes is that it's and grooming yeah massive conversations on that yeah Um, about it it's very interesting because i think um our generation or especially the one people on tiktok specifically are very quick to be like this pedophilia this is grooming this is like what Mm. you're doing wrong like you liking hello kitty is infantilization which maybe it might be but that's a conversation for another day um but like all these conversations it's we love putting labels on things we love just being like you've groomed someone you know the whole taylor swift jake gyllenhaal like yeah. she was 19 he was 20, yeah. 30 i don't yeah, know whatever don't it was. yeah like even that whole conversation i'm not saying that that yeah. that was appropriate at all i don't yeah yeah but um it's just coming out a lot more and it's, it's i don't know it's always a bit of a red flag when everyone's talking about the same thing at the same time and then you're like, why are we all? Are we all this talking? Has been the theme yeah, I know. Today, but that? it's like, are we only talking about it because it's like the thing to talk about right now? Yeah. But also with the Taylor Swift thing, I'm not like, I'm not like, um, keeping up with her discography and whatnot. Like, I don't really care about her. But I did, <laughs> like, I don't know anything about. Wow, her. T- Swifties! What yeah, are they come get Swifties? me. Yeah, Swifties. I think come yeah. get me. Um, but I did watch the video because <gasps> all too well. I haven't. Yeah, I watched it because I was like, oh, the girl from Stranger Things and Dylan O'Brien. Like, I recognized both of those faces, so I watched it. And then I thought it was... Okay, first of all, I thought that the video was super basic. And, like, it it was, like... I was, like, I don't know what the huge deal here is. Like, oh, she was in a toxic relationship. Like, her going through that in real life, like, fine. I will sympathize with that. But in terms of the storytelling of what happened in the video, I'm, like, this is, like, a story that a 15-year-old would write in, like, media in, like, school. Really? I think so. You thought everyone thinks it's. Just, I haven't watched it, so I can't. Pr- it's really like give my it's like opinion, but uh, that's a shocking perspective. It's like a girl and a guy, and they're in a relationship, and then he yells at her, and then she's like, "You don't even know me," and then he's like, "Oh, you don't you're like I'm with my friends," and you're like, "So you didn't empathize with like?" No, I think it's a bad character? situation, but I'm just saying in terms of storytelling, it was like not like very subtle oh okay like and then at the end she like writes a book and it's like her when she's grown up and she's selling a book wait don't well. don't it's don't. only 10 minutes long no oh, I don't care don't okay I won't, I won't ruin anything you else. already have yeah I have but I just thought it was basic but I guess the the meat of it is, is in the subtle well I just said it's not subtle but I guess the piece. the thing that people like about it is like oh she put her scarf on the the shelf and that means something or whatever i kind of don't care about that because i don't know the song and i don't know her story but a superficial level i think it's like a basic 10 minute video that is not particularly like powerful to me personally but what i did think was a kind of genius move was to so sadie sink the girl the girl in the video she's like 19 in real life and dylan o'brien is like 30 I think right yeah and like 
But we've all seen Dylan O'Brien for like ages now. And like he is like kind of cemented into our minds as like who he is, like a you know, grown man. And like even when he was on like Teen Wolf and stuff, he was like already in his twenties, sort of like we've known him as an adult our out like for his whole career, right? Whereas like Sadie Sink, she she started on like Stranger Things, and I think we all like see those Stranger Kids yes. things kids as like children. Children, absolutely. Even though they're all like you know seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, right? Um, like we all collectively think of them as children, right? And so I thought that it was like a pretty cool thing because you could get another nineteen-year-old actress, like Billie Eilish, is also that sort of age, right? Like twenty-ish. Mm. Mm. But we kind of... think 18. Maybe. Whatever. Well, she's also been famous since she was a kid. But there are people out there who are like 19 and 20 who we we see as adults. No, but I would say the Billie Eilish one is probably a bad example because a lot of people did have problems with her showing herself to be more mature. Yeah, bad example. So I take that back because we have also seen her since she was younger. Yeah. But there are like people out there who have been famous since... Famous as 19-year-olds, and we see them sort of as adults or semi-adults. Mm-hmm. But I think Sadie Sink, we see her as a kid. Absolutely. Like, so as a child. genius casting. Yes. Yes. Because cause when you put Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien together, everyone feels really uncomfortable about it's it. It's perfect. Exactly. Because that's the... You get the em- point across yeah. that, like, a 19-year-old is a young person still, like, coming up into this world. Yeah. And that a 30-year-old is a grown man with an established career. Yeah. But also, Princess Diana got married when she was 19. <gasps> Really? Yeah. But then in our head, when we think of Princess Diana at her wedding day, I don't think we think of her as a kid the same way we think of Sadie Sink no, as a kid. No, absolutely not. Right? Yeah. And so, and what's his face? Prince whatever, her William. husband. William. No, Charles. Charles. He was like 32 or whatever when they got married. Oh, right? So I think the casting was like really cool because we culturally see her as a kid and him yes, as a man. Absolutely. But in pretty much any other um, relationship with the person in a woman in her young early twenties and a man in his thirties and forties, we kind of see them both as adults. Mm. Example like pretty much any relationship like Leonardo DiCaprio would be in with like women under the age of twenty five. Yeah, but Leonardo like who's, who, old? who's he's really old and he can like can consistently only goes for young women i know and like we're all like coming to that now i feel like but also when we when we see a woman in like her young the early 20s with like an older man we don't see her as a kid like we see her as a woman but with i think with sadie sink we see her as a kid Mm. and like but she's a woman she's over 18 like legally she's an adult yeah no I agree. So I think it's good to see someone who is legally an adult, but in your head you're still seeing them as like a young person. Yeah, that was amazing. Like she did that again, like genius casting. She did a <laughs> yeah. really, really, really good job with that. But then the adult casting was just Taylor Swift in an orange wig. Was it actually? Yeah. It's like 10 years later. Can and you it... not tell me? <laughs> it's been out for ages. I know, but I haven't seen it. Okay, so you know what? It's because I keep on forgetting, and it's never on my YouTube recommended. So like, I just always forget to watch it. But I will watch it now when I get home. And also, I've been seeing a lot of memes um, on the Joanna Newsom posting page because all of Joanna Newsom songs are like twelve, fifteen minutes long. And then oh, right. so there's like a comment on under Taylor Swift's video where it's like a ten minute video. Only Taylor Swift could do that. And like everyone keeps posting on the on the shit posting page for Joanna Newsom. They're like, oh my god, they're right. Taylor Swift's the only one who could do it. And that's been cracking me up. Okay, fair enough. Because that's funny. Joanna Newsom. Okay. Newsom. Newsom. The people been going crazy on that page because um, Andy Samberg, her husband, um, is like. I love Andy. 
Okay. <laughs> he, um... Such a cutie. He, he fixed the gap between his teeth, and I can't respect that, because I think he should have kept the gap between his teeth. That's what? my hot take. The gap between his teeth? I love gaps in teeth. I know. I know, but he, like, fixed his, and now it's not there anymore. That's so, so that's... disrespectful of him. Exactly. So, he, um... He's doing, like, some Christmas show with Maya Rudolph, and I saw the trailer for it. Yeah. And in it, he's, like... It's like it's like a little Master Chef baking show type thing that he's doing. Okay. And he's like talking to people. He's like it's like a clip of him eating a cake, and he's like, "I thought having kids was the best thing that ever happened to me, but this cake is really yum." Or something like some little clip, right, from the okay. video. But everyone in the Joanna Newsom pace is like, "Did he just say kids plural? Did Joanna Newsom have another kid without us knowing?" Because like she keeps her life like really private. Mm. They both do. They keep their life really private. No one knows. They everyone knows that they have a daughter, but no one knows the daughter's name. No. Right. And so it's just like oh, the Newsom Sandberg baby, right? Like no one knows. Like she's probably like three or four now, but like no one. There's no paparazzi Crazy. pics of her. Like they keep their kids' life like really secret, right? Whoa. So it's like, did they have another kid and like we don't know about it? Yeah. So that was what happened in the last uh, week okay. on on the Facebook Good page. Good to know. Good yeah. to know. What's happening in that fandom? Very interesting. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think we should wrap it up now. Yeah, I'm probably I might make this into. Should I make it one massive episode or two episodes? I don't know if I can cut it in half. Like, where would I cut it? I don't know. That's up to you. Maybe off sometime after my sister. We. <laughs> my sister Maybe I'll just make it one massive episode and people can self police about how they're going to listen to it. Yeah, perhaps. Um, I respect the audience. If they don't want to listen to it all at once, they can split it into two. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. Is this real gold? Yeah, it's my mum's. Yeah, it looks like real gold. Right? So we live in Craigieburn. Oh my god, no, we (laughs) don't. I only I And Hannah's wearing and Hannah's wearing real gold on her fingers. Um, so come get her. (laughs) Please, no. Okay, let's wrap this up. So this was episode three, week three of the Hot Girl Cabbage podcast. I have oh we didn't introduce ourselves. I was your host. Um, homuncular cabbage and I am hot girl Hannah yes my name is Rachana but Uh, my name is Hannah yeah I actually deleted Instagram but I'm going to re-download it when I have to post this Um, I have Instagram and it's not under hot girl Hannah but I don't know if I want to disclose my (laughs) it's Hannah was here it's on the picture are you serious it says it on the the thing oh okay anyways yeah. Um yeah, that's okay, me. so that's us. Very long episode. Thanks for listening. Um maybe next time we'll record at someone's house. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. We'll, maybe don't we'll... don't hold your breaths, but yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, hold your breath for one week because we'll definitely be back next week. Next week, yeah. As we have been for the last couple Three weeks. of weeks. Yep. Yes, yes, Consistent yes. queens that we are. Yep. Alright, bye. Bye.